you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy hellman hi everybody here we are in the middle of winter it's really winter here in the northeast we just had a blizzard that dumped about 29 inches of snow on us And we are snowed in. So if I thought quarantine was bad in terms of isolation, excessive family time, staring at the walls, binge watching Netflix, try jumping 29 inches of snow on that situation. And it only compounds the challenges. The good part about the snow is that everything is inspiringly beautiful. So I'm working from home because no way am I digging my car out anytime soon. And I have this home office. It's actually the most compelling room in my entire house, but it's a three seasons porch kind of thing that they boxed in with windows. So it is uncomfortable eight months out of the year. Four months out of the year, it's wonderful and the panoramic view because where there used to be open air, they put just huge sheets of glass to look out of. So you do feel like you're in a fishbowl high above the town I'm located in. I get this panoramic view of the Hudson River, but it is open underneath me, open on three sides of me, and it's cold. (laughs) I'm in my onesie. I have a hoodie wrapped around my neck and head like a scarf. I have a separate heater on. I have a heating pad at my back and I am still shivering. So if you hear teeth chattering in this episode, you'll know why. Uh, I hope that you guys are staying warm, staying cozy wherever you are. Uh, This is kind of that time of winter when we just got to power through. March for me represents the breakthrough of spring. So I've just got my head down focused on my work, focused on my podcasting until all this snow melts away and I can go outside and take brisk walks without it being torturous once again. Uh, In the meanwhile, I am binge watching shows. I have a couple of new addictions. I would love to hear your addictions if you have some shows that I absolutely must watch because I'm almost done with Netflix. Almost. They just released season two of um, Blown Away, I think it is. It's a glass blowing competition and I have been riveted. It is 
so interesting. My husband thinks it's really slow moving, but I could watch somebody blow glass all day long. In fact, that's what I've been doing all day long, watching people blow glass on TV. So that for me is very exciting. And tonight I plan on watching the finale of season two. Uh, another thing that I've been watching with great interest, let's see. Oh, Curse of Oak Island. Speaking of TV shows that go super slowly, they spend like four episodes digging one hole in Nova Scotia, Canada, but I cannot look away. They're hunting for buried treasure that is supposed to be on this island. They don't know if it's still there. They don't know what they'll find, but the further they dig, the more compelling pieces come out of the earth. And I am officially hooked. Now you can go ahead. I mean, there's eight seasons and some of the seasons have like 24 episodes. You don't need to start at season one. At least I can say that as somebody who did not start at season one. I started at like season four because it was free on Netflix. And now I've gone on the History Channel and found all the seasons. But feel free to dive in at four and just take your temperature. Do you like this? Do you want to spend five episodes watching them find one map that may or may not be Oak Island? If your answer to that is yes, this is the show for you. The exciting thing about this show is I can have it on in the background while I'm doing other things, namely while I'm designing client projects, because I know I'm not going to miss anything. They're going to repeat themselves four times. I'm going to see the stock imagery seven times, and they're still not going to find the map three episodes in. So my brain can be half engaged, and I'm really engaged, if you know what I'm saying. There's very few shows like that where you can just completely focus on something else and yet get immense entertainment value just from having stuff on in the background. For me, that's 48 hours and The Curse of Oak Island. With Blown Away, I've got to watch every moment because the glass could break at any time. Every minute in the annealer is critical, but I need those shows where I can check out. Maybe you do too. You got any more shows where I can check out? Send them my way. Info at affordableinteriordesign.com. Well, I want to tell you that our mailbag has been very full lately, which I am super excited about. And also we have had a ton of new premium members join. And you guys are so inspiring with your questions. And as you know, one of the perks of being a premium member is that your questions go to the top of the mailbag. So even though we're about three months deep in mail, I've received premium member mail over the last few weeks. It's all rising right to the top, just like cream. And I'm going to dig in. And this entire episode is devoted to my premium listeners and their questions. If you'd like to be a premium listener, not only will you get access to all the bonus episodes, one is released every month, so I try and kind of take a deeper dive and give you a sense of what's going on with my client projects and my own life, but also you really support the podcast. You keep us on the airwaves, which is just an amazing sense of support, and I love to be able to give back to you guys by answering your questions pronto. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash podcast to learn how you can be a premium member for as little as $5.99 a month or $49.99 a year. Your support is oh so appreciated. All right, let me dig in. My first question comes from Kara. Kara writes, 
Dear Betsy, thank you so much for your fabulous book and your podcast. You are amazing at making great design accessible. I'm wondering about your rules of thumb for picking drapery. I know the measurements, the sizing, how to hang them, but I don't understand how to pick the color or the pattern. Should the color contrast with the wall color or should it match fairly closely? Should the color match perhaps the largest piece of furniture in the space? Do you recommend sticking with a neutral gray or tan no matter what else is in the room? And what about pattern drapes? Should the pattern be big or should it be small in scale? Do you like many colors or just a few in the pattern? Any guidance you can share would be very appreciated. Also, Happy New Year! All right, Kara, let's dig right in. I think I'm going to answer your questions in reverse order. So let's start with your question about patterned drapes. I don't care if the pattern is large or small. I really love patterned drapes. The problem is, in order to get a pattern that has two colors or more, in other words, not just a white background with a gray trellis pattern over top, or not just a navy background with a silver stripe on top. In order to get more than two colors, there's just going to be very little selection. I find that to be really disappointing, but in a retail environment, and we're not doing custom on this podcast, right? So in a retail environment, very few vendors do drapes that have a multicolored pattern in a nice way. Anthropology comes to mind. Pier One used to be awesome. Now that they went out of business and are sort of back. It's hit or miss. I also really like Pottery Barn. Uh, Smith & Noble is nice, but the price point is excessively high. And again, that's more of a custom situation. And the problem also is finding multicolored drapes. They're most likely not going to have the grommet top that I really like because you know I hate the rod pocket. You know I hate the French pleat unless you're going to use rings. And so to find a grommet panel multicolored pattern drape is like finding gold on Oak Island. practically impossible and I don't even set myself up for failure like that. So I tend to not have the drapes be the inspiration piece for the entire room just because it's very hard to find. And patterns, whether they're large or small, can be quite divisive with my clients. So I can spend two hours looking for these perfect pattern drapes and then show them to my client. They're like, oh, I don't know about that. That's that seems really loud, right? Uh, In terms of the scale of the pattern, I would look at what other patterns I've used in the room because I source the drapes at the end, about the same time I'm picking the pillows. I just did this not an hour ago today uh, today for my client in Austining. I picked out all the major pieces, right? We had the artwork, the rug, the desks, the TV stand, everything. I dropped it in my mood board and I let the mood board speak to me, show me what it needs. So I had not yet picked the pillows and I had not yet picked the drapes. And for me, the pillows really needed to be a color. The um, sofa is like this oatmeal, a little bit deeper than cream, but kind of a beige color. And it really needed that pop. But then I looked at the drapes and I have quite a lively rug from Crate and Barrel that has deep magenta, teal, dark grays that are graphite bordering on black with some seafoam green, if you can even believe it. 
it's on final clearance and it's quite a steal, but it's not to everyone's tastes. So I am definitely taking a risk and I'm excited to hear what my client will say. But they have this really large Bugs Bunny like lithograph and it's got all those colors seafoam green magenta blue gray and i think those pieces will really look great in the same room so then i'm like what do i do with these drapes i don't want to be too loud because the rug is really doing that for me oh excuse me excuse me when you're at home you get all these alerts from all your smart devices and my nest is alerting me that my husband is shoveling these are alerts i love to get i love to see what he's up to when the ups guy comes but of course it interrupts my flow on the podcast so let me get back to this this is why i don't work from home normally people so you kind of look and see if i've got a really large pattern in my rug which i do like a large damask pattern I don't want to do a large pattern in the drapes because as you know, we need patterns of different scales in the room in order to keep them looking designerly, but also they need to refer back to that common color palette or that inspiration piece. So what I wound up doing for my client in Austin, because they have these walls that are just like a gray that's got this greenish tint to it, almost like gray cashmere paint from Benjamin Moore. And then they've got this vibrant art, this vibrant rug. I didn't need anything else being loud in here. So I went for a white drape, of course, with grommets that has a gray trellis pattern, similar to what I was referencing earlier. And it's going to be the perfect thing. It's going to bring in this classic pattern that's simplistic. It's got a little something going on without being overly strong. I definitely do not feel like drapes should blend with the wall tone drapes are an accent they're an opportunity to add color pattern texture and i do feel like the best designs have contrast so if you did pick drapes that match the wall color maybe you're going for a very specific type of look i would make sure that the texture of the drapes doesn't match the wall texture in other words wall textures are typically pretty flat right i would make sure that the texture is an open weave linen i would make sure that the texture is a thick rich velvet just to get some contrast but i must say in all my years of design i haven't really picked drapes that match the wall color because as we know over time the drapes will fade the paint will fade sun damage will occur and they're not going to look the same for very long you're asking also should the color match the largest piece of furniture in the room i don't really like anything to match i mean should it go with maybe but the largest piece of furniture in the room be it the bed be it the sofa is typically a neutral and the drapes are an opportunity especially if i have neutral wall paint which i almost always do when I have neutral wall paint, I want the drapes to give me that color splash to be that sort of safe way to experiment with a lot of color because you know the drapes are going from the top of the window frame all the way to the floor. So it's an opportunity because changing out drapes is much easier than repainting your walls and it can be just as affordable as a can of paint depending on where you're buying them. I love to buy my grommet panels at Overstock, 
Wayfair, JCPenney. Oh my goodness. I think I got like nearly every drape in my home from JCPenney. Uh, so there's lots of great resources for affordable grommet panels. You don't need to splurge unless you're looking for that chubacabra, that amazing pattern that's going to set your whole room aflame, aflame. I've been watching too much Blown Away and is really going to resonate with your clients. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, beautifying your home for less, styling your home, and the fundamentals of feng shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Let's go to the next question, which comes from Audrey. Audrey writes, do you have any tips for decorating this bedroom, Betsy? The area above my king bed, I do have a 43-inch high headboard, needs art, but I'm just not sure how high I should go with it. Or what shape, because this is a sloped ceiling. I'm also thinking about getting a rug to cover the ugly rental carpeting. Do you think an 8x10 rug would be large enough for this space? Or are you against rugs on the carpet? Thank you for keeping your podcast going. I look forward to new episodes every week. Have a wonderful have a wonderful rest of your week, Audrey. Audrey, thanks for sending in your question. Thanks for being a premium member. Here I am looking at the bedroom and it needs something. You're exactly right. It has that sloped ceiling that's really high. You know, maybe the initial lower part of the slope is only eight and a half feet off the ground, but then it really peaks and vaults and is quite interesting. And it does make your king bed look very low. A 43 inch high headboard is on the lower side. Standard might be somewhere around 48 to 55. Anything above 55 is pretty extreme in terms of its height. And yes, we cannot ignore the scale of this wall. We need to play big. Now, you know the width of the piece needs to be 50 to 75% of the piece of furniture it's above. So if we know that this is a king size bed, we know that this is 80 inches long roughly in terms of its width. So when we're thinking about the art above, it means that the width of the art above must be at least 40. The standard canvas size is 48. So I think 48 wide would be perfect. Normally, with a typical height room that's eight feet tall, right? I would do 36 by 48 horizontal above a king bed. You have higher than normal ceilings. So for you, I'm gonna recommend going 
taller than normal, I'm going to recommend 48 by 48. So thinking about the range of what that might look like, if you found something 40 by 40, I wouldn't be mad at you. 48 by 48 is ideal. And I think 60 by 60, which is kind of that next jump, is just going to be too dominating in here. Right now, the look is very ethereal. It's got a white duvet, white pillows. The bed is an off-white. The walls are off-white. The sconce lampshades are white. And then you have lots and lots of white drapery. For me, it's too ethereal. I think this could look very aspirational for a hotel room or a resort. But the problem when we're designing affordably is that by having a room that's all cream or all white or any mix of creams and whites, it just looks like you haven't made any choices. It looks like anyone could live here, but no one particularly interesting does, right? And I know, Audrey, since you're a fan of my podcast, you must be very, very, very interesting. So definitely use the artwork as an opportunity to bring in personality and a little bit of color. I would also consider doing that with the duvet. If that feels like too big a splash of color, I would definitely swap out those all white drapes because for me, they just look really boring and they're not doing much. I love that they're, you know, hung a good eight inches above the window frame. That's exciting to me because it's really accentuating the height of the room. Normally I don't really exceed more than six inches higher, but in this room, I think it really does show off the room's best feature, which is its height. But I would really want these to maybe be a solid color or going back to Kara's email, I would consider them maybe keeping that white background because obviously this is a look that you're responding to, light and airy and bright. But then I'd make sure that they have some type of pattern. Could be that easy trellis pattern, right, that I was referring to. Could be a simple stripe. You really want to think about playing with what you choose for the art. And if the art has some curves, maybe you want to think about putting some curves into the drapery pattern, right? These are all things to think about as you think about the room holistically. Uh, I would not put a rug under this bed because looking at your carpeting, it's pretty thick piled. It's very plush. It's not low like a Berber, which I am happy to layer a rug on top of a Berber, but I'm really not happy to layer it on top of such a plush carpeting because it's not going to lay flat. It's going to bubble and wrinkle. It won't move because it's under your bed and your bed is a heavy item, but certainly the edges will curl. No, no, no. There's lots of other ways to add visual interest to this bedroom without doing something that adds complication. Save your money on the 8x10 rug. Buy that when you move into your next pace. Space. I was kind of combining place and space with pace. Um, when you move into your next pace, you can buy that 8x10 rug that you've been pining for. But keep in mind, 8x10 is the smallest size I do under a queen. I'm sorry, a king. I prefer 8 by 11. And if it's a very large bedroom, I would entertain 9 by 12 at the foot of the bed. Everybody, it has been such a delight talking to you. It has warmed my heart and it's almost warmed my toes, which feel like tiny blocks of ice in my socks. I hope you all stay warm. I hope you have a great week. And until next time, bye.
you've asked for it, and we have answered the call. For years, you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem, and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words, and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.